Hello again. It is another Thursday night with your Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. And folks, it has been a busy week and me and the Giant Crab are going to tear through a whole bunch of topics tonight because there's a lot going on in the rest of the world and we're going to keep it rapid fire for you. So buckle in, folks. Your Big Gold Belt Podcast starts right now. Good evening, everybody. It's your guy, Will, here with the giant crab, Jamal, hanging things out here and holding the fort together. A lot of the guys are out tonight for different reasons, but it's Thursday. It's 8 p.m. That means it's your big old belt wrestling podcast, and we're going to keep it coming for you here this week. How's it going, giant crab? Uh, It's a lot. It's a lot going on. Uh, A lot of things happening. Movies are just coming out of nowhere for no reason. A lot of things to see. Uh, XFL is going to be here on Sunday. That's right. Uh, and Raw is going to be here on Monday. So it's a lot. We got to go. A <laughs> Lots of stuff happening between wrestling, the XFL, movie world, entertainment galore, all, all kinds of things that you can keep up with at BigGoldBelt.com or Big Gold Belt on all forms of social media. Getting a plug in right off the bat, just like that. But here we are, season three, episode five. And as we speak tonight here, Thursday night, 8 p.m., and are rolling this out, there is a premiere going on right now. There is a return to uh, honor, so to speak. Ring of Honor Television is dropping its first new episode tonight as we are doing this. I think it's been on for the last hour and it's the Tony Khan relaunch of Ring of Honor under his umbrella. They've been taping shows over the last week, and the first one is airing tonight. So this begs the question, ROH TV returns, will you be watching? Because here we are, first one's up, it's happening now, and I just know in the last hour, it does not seem like I've heard a whole heck of a lot about it, but will you be watching, Jamal? That's what I'm curious about. Well, other than the fact that I'm literally doing this with you right now, uh, so that's a no, but realistically, um, the, whatever the show is, is it worth your $10 for uh, for the paywall, to climb the paywall? Right. And that was the question that we kind of had last week. That's going to be the question going forward. Is this a viable option for Ring of Honor? You know, there's a generation of folks out there that have never heard of it. Uh, you know, there's some new fans that just believe in the con, you know, system that are going to go with it regardless. But realistically, what I mean, I think that this kind of speaks to the fact that Khan is just going to, you know, uh, brute force his way, uh, Ring of Honor into the ecosystem. Uh, but also, it's more to the point of the fact that he couldn't secure a TV deal for this. Right. Uh, I think it's pretty interesting that he couldn't find the deal. That doesn't mean that nobody wants it. 
It just means that he couldn't find the deal to bring this thing to TV. And the only people that are uh, going to watch it are the people that either were there down in the uh, honorable zone in Orlando or those that climb the paywall for $9.99. So, yeah, to to what you were saying, I haven't really heard anything earth shattering out of the event, really haven't heard anything about the event at all. And I wonder if that's because people aren't watching. Uh, it'd be interesting to see if they release numbers on how many people or, or impressions or however they, that metric works as to what they their first day, first hour numbers look like. But it'd be really interesting to see how that goes going forward because NWA did this. And this is after having uh, NWA power established as a, as a brand. Right. Yeah. And they put it behind a paywall and nobody climbed over it. Yeah. That, that is the biggest hurdle this thing faces is it being behind a paywall to access it along right. with there's, and that's the thing I'm thinking back to, you know, the, the quickest comparable I can make NWA was a good one right there, but I was thinking back to when WWE network launched and had NXT on there all of a sudden. And that was like, Oh, you, you'll be able to see NXT, but they were not selling the network solely on NXT. That was like an extra, like, you know, little perk. They of course right. sold it on the idea of, you're going to be able to get all the pay-per-views and you're going to be able to get the back catalog. Yes. With ROH honor club, you get the back catalog, but they definitely aren't throwing in uh, the pay-per-views new when they air on there. Those are still a separate purchase. So super card of honor coming up. It's not like you can throw down 10 bucks for this. And that's also going to get you that this is just getting you the archive and the new ROH TV. And I'm really curious how you build an audience with that formula in, in 2023 that it sure didn't work for NWA. Right. And it's, it's a tough sell to me, but Lord knows they have their, you know, their hyper following of, you know, super loyal fans. I'm sure are jumping on board. No problem. But as I often say, when it comes to this stuff that, you know, you already have those folks that's preaching to the choir. How do, how do you grow this in a way right. if it's behind a paywall? Right. No, I mean, I think that's the big thing. And we've seen in other instances, uh, you know, and I'm old, so I'm going to date myself. But I remember when Howard Stern left Mm -hmm. uh, CBS radio to go to Sirius XM. And if we were talking just raw numbers of listeners that followed him behind the paywall, uh, that number was maybe a third of his total audience. And he was the biggest radio guy in the the, the country. And people went, yeah, this isn't worth $14.99 to listen to just him. Uh, and that's kind of also the thing, too, much like with Howard Stern and, and him going to Sirius is, well, I don't need you to get what I want, because if I want wrestling, well, AEW still on cable. Mm-hmm. And so is WWE. And so is everything else or the streaming services or wrestling on Twitch or, or whatever the case may be. Um, is there anything compelling enough about Ring of Honor that makes me need that product? And, and realistically, because the old product is not the new product what I, I don't see the correlation between 2015 ladder wars or final battle 2002 and today it mm-hmm. doesn't look the same it doesn't feel the same as as far as we're concerned and we're our you know pretty big ring of honor fans of the older stuff uh it died final battle 2021 you know that, yeah. that was the last show whatever this is it will live on um in, in, as a spiritual successor, but the the original thing died, and that can be okay for us. But if you are twenty and you've never seen Ring of Honor before because you just got into wrestling within the last ten years, and you missed its heyday, 
then I don't know that the I'm not sure if the library is going to be appealing enough to you. And without a like a concrete dedicated roster, I don't know if that's appealing enough to you. And then of course you're asking them to pay once for the for the show, and then you're asking them to pay again for the pay per view. Yeah. So there's a lot, a lot of barriers. A lot of commitment. It's yes. a lot of commitment on the fans. Yeah, and and on top of that, it's not like we're hurting for alternative wrestling products right now. It's like if if you're someone who isn't into WWE, you have AEW. Do you necessarily need another alternative on top of that? Where it's like I got my alternative to the alternative. It's there's no shortage of stuff out there that's easily accessible, and heck, doesn't isn't going to cost you ten dollars just to just to see on top well, of it. Well, this is what this is what I honestly think they should have done. Uh, the first, uh, maybe the first two weeks should have been just on the AEW YouTube or maybe even the Ring mm-hmm. of Honor YouTube with the constant hammering home like they did for WWE Network back then that, you know, this we just give you a taste. Right. You know, we just give you a taste. About 15,000 people watch Dark Live in general, and I'm one of them. So if they just plug the hell out of it, you know, um, we got Ring of Honor coming. You can watch the first two episodes for free uh, mm-hmm. as they air on YouTube. And then the next ones are behind the paywall. And, of course, you can book it as such that, uh-oh, this big match is going to happen behind the paywall. You know, right. a mini pay-per-view-like event behind the, as the first match, first show behind the paywall. Uh, but sight unseen, I have no reason to watch this. Yeah, it, you're it's not going to convince to- me with Matt Taven. Yeah, it's a lot to ask for 10 bucks sight unseen. It really is. Right. And that would have been a good idea. Maybe give two weeks, like to give folks a taste. They right. got to do something to like show what the heck it is. I mean, I'm, I'm wondering, are they going to do the deal where after this week, maybe the first episode goes up for free and just the new one is like, you got to pay for the new one to see the new one when it first drops. Or are they just going to stay behind the paywall? Like everything else on Honor well, Club, I think you kind of got to. How commit. do you build an audience? You, you, know? you got to kind of commit because if I know that all I got to do is wait it out, then I'll wait. It's yeah. just like with HBO. If I got to wait six months to see a movie that I, you know forever that's going to run for a month straight on HBO, then you know what? I'll wait. I don't need to go yeah. to a theater. Um, and it's yeah. the same thing with Ring of Honor. If you're just going to, um, if I know that, and actually realistically, the blow off is going to be at Supercar. So whatever they're setting up, the blow off is going to be at Supercar. Well, that's the show that I need to see. If I had to spend anything on anything, right. uh, you know, I'm going to spend my, my 25, 30, 40 bucks or whatever Supercard is um, on that to see the blow off. Um, and, and if I like that, then maybe I'll go next month. Now, the, the question is, and this may be a bit of hindsight here, they can't really promote Ring of Honor because they spent all of Dynamite setting, up, setting the table for the pay-per-view. Right. They want to send spend all of Rampage setting the table for the pay per view. So when do they get to advertise Ring of Honor that has already started? Good darn point. Good darn point. Because Lord so, knows, Time Warner's gonna be like, "Look, you got a pay per view on Bleacher Report. That's what we care about. This whole thing you're doing over here right. on Honor Club, we're not getting any of that." There's so. no, yeah, there's no time for for pet projects. They have a pay per view to sell. Yeah. So if anything, maybe they should, they should have. I mean, it's in the can. So this isn't even live. So, you know, they could have just pushed this back until the Thursday after the pay-per-view, which would have been next Thursday, actually. Yeah. I don't know why they chose to do it tonight in the weekend 
of the pay-per-view when your focus really should be on that. Oh, by the way, uh, we're going to launch a brand new product and put it behind the paywall and expect you to follow it. Oh, by the way, that's in between the big show and the small show, which leads into the pay-per-view, which I believe is Saturday and not Sunday. It is Sunday. It's Sunday. It's Sunday. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah yes. The fifth, the fifth. Um, so, so that's the thing. Uh, Dynamite, uh, you know, mystery show, Rampage, uh, shenanigans in San Francisco, pay-per-view. Uh, this week is booked, and, and all of my attention should rightfully be on the pay-per-view, and then I'm expected to care about a Ring of Honor. Even if it was free, would I have the capacity to follow it? Yeah. you know, Yeah, the timing well, is definitely suspect. I didn't even think of that with the pay-per-view, but yeah, launching it days before the pay-per-view right. is a very odd choice. I think you nailed it that in the end, it's going to come down to Supercard of Honor, they need to sell people on the idea of you missed all this stuff building up this show. You got to see what, you know, what's happening before the pay-per-view to get like, you know, the full story. They got, they got to sell people on that. They're missing something by not being behind the paywall. And I'm not sure. And that's something that that's going to be the easiest sell. That's something they could have done on rampage. There's something they could have done on dark, but if all of the focus is on the pay-per-view, there is no room for ring of honor until that blows over, which would have been next week. But you know, uh, here we are. Yeah. Final quick thought on this before we move on. Is this ECW 2.0? Uh, you mean like uh, w- ECW on yeah. top five? WWECW. <laughs> I mean, that that's obviously kind of what it feels like. It doesn't, you know, it, it, it's it's the thing in name only. Um, but then again, we don't know. Because, like, they could have brought back Todd Sinclair as your ref. They could have brought back Nigel McGinnis, uh, you know, as a commentator, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we don't, yeah, we don't and really Rick know. And, you know, Rick Abani and Caprice Coleman, are they both there? We know that Rick Abani's been on TV um, uh, a fair amount, but Caprice, not so much. Um, you know, what are they? I, we don't know. And that's part of it. We're not even, we're not hearing things. They're not really sharing things. And I'm kind of, and I have my, um, on the other half of my monitor, the AW uh, uh, Twitter's pulled up and it's like, they're promoting the pay-per-view. Apparently, there's a bowling tournament in San Francisco this weekend. Sure. Uh, Jake Roberts is going to be there. Uh, Looks like it's that, on the Ring The Ring of Honor Twitter has, like, stuff up, which, as it should. As they, but, as they should. But yeah. if AEW is the big thing and everything feeds into it, yeah. uh, it's honestly feeling like NXT after AEW got started. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Right. Time will tell. I think it's too it's too early to judge because we haven't even seen it yet. But we have not. Got, we can't see it. Yeah, That's we got. It's got. We got to get. Through, I think we got to get through Supercard of Honor. We got to see how the TV plays into that, and then if it feels like coming out of that show, oh, there's reason to to get excited about this because right now it's just these random TV tapings in Universal down right. in Orlando. I don't know. All right, that's a, that's enough ROH talk, folks. If you checked it out, if you went behind the paywall. Hit us up on social media at Big Gold Belt. I'm curious to hear from anyone who's watching tonight about what the deal is. Or hell, hit us up here in the comments if you're watching live right now. Onward and upward. We're going to switch over to the World Wrestling Federation right now. World of WWE. Because Lord knows, there has been some rumors this week. And people are in their feelings about stuff. Because there's always going to be drama when it comes to WWE. And the latest drama this week is the talk of 
is a certain someone got his fingerprints on creative again? Has a certain someone gotten involved in the WrestleMania recipe, so to speak, and uh, booking certain matches? Brock Lesnar this week was announced that he is going to be facing Omos at WrestleMania, and it came with the rumors swirling that that was handpicked by Vincent Kennedy McMahon. So the question is, if Vince McMahon is back in a any capacity of WWE creative at that, this point, is that necessarily a bad thing? If this is what's happening, if, if, if this match is happening, this Lesnar versus Omos match is happening because of Vince McMahon and people are not happy about it. A lot of people in their feelings over this one. Is it a bad thing if, if Vince is this, this is his thing for WrestleMania that he wants? What, what do you think about this, Jamal? Um, I think, honestly, it depends on how, you know, the, the match is going to be the match. But I think the biggest thing is to what extent is uh, is he in control? Because mm-hmm. we've heard the stories before where, where Vince would rewrite scripts at the last minute, uh, f- call a three-hour live show by ear, and all this other stuff. Um, is it just like, hey, I think this is the match. Whatever it was is going to happen. What, you know, is it going to happen? And I'm going to let them two work it out, but that's the match I want to see. And to his credit, you know, obviously he knows what he's going to get from Brock. Um, almost is going to be the the wild card here uh, to see how well he holds up his end of the table. I'm not mad at the match, uh, you know, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. But I think it's, you know, and 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 it's yes, it has Vince written all over it. Just the, the biggest guys you have. Uh, just going at it like two, you know, big damn gorillas versus another big damn gorilla, and it's um, beating the hell out of each other. That's what he wants to see. That's what he's always wanted to see. And that's a very WWE, you know, style match, right? Um, for both guys, uh, almost it has a very limited move set. Brock chooses to use a very limited move set. Um, it's going to be, you know, exactly what Vince has been booking for the last 35, 40 years. Yeah, Andre versus Hulk. Yep. Randy versus uh you know Hulk, Big Show versus Undertaker, you know, and so on. You know, that Kane versus the Undertaker, John Gonzalez, you know, God rest his soul. Um, <laughs> you know, so the, so yeah, I'm not I'm not mad at it. This is not surprising at all. And Vince said that he wasn't coming back, but you know, this is his baby, this is his life's work, literally his, his life's work. And if he feels the need to interject here and there, then obviously he has the right to do it. Um now the question is, what does that say about Bray Wyatt? Because the, of course, the rumor was was that Brock said no to working with Wyatt, um, right. and doing a match. Uh, I wonder if that Mountain Dew match had anything to do with it. But you know, Brock, uh, obviously Brock uh, agreeing to work with Omos and not agreeing to work with Bray. What does that say about Bray Wyatt and his comeback in WWE? I think that that's a, actually the, the more telling thing. Because Vince is going to Vince, regardless of what you, what you think about it. Vince told you what, three, four years ago that Roman Reigns was his guy. Yeah. And it took you three, four years to agree with him. <laughs> Oops. Vince still won in the end. So right. the real question is, is that, you know, Bray, they, you know, I don't know what happens to Bray Wyatt because his his comeback hasn't been great. No. It's it's definitely fallen flat. I I looked at the. I'm not mad about the match either. People were getting all in their feelings about the match. They this is beneath Brock Lesnar. This is ridiculous. And the first thing that jumped out at me is like, 
this is a very WrestleMania match. This is a very much a WrestleMania match that Vince McMahon would put on back in the old days because this is going to be about one thing. That match is going to be about larger-than-life spectacle. Right. That match is going to be about one thing only, and it's going to be about Brock Lesnar coming out there and trying to get a giant up for the F5. It's going to be all based on almost being a giant. This is a match aimed at folks that are tuning into WrestleMania that don't normally watch. They're going to be like, oh my God, look at the size of that dude. Oh my God, look at this big muscle guy. And he's going to pick him up and slam him. It's it's Hogan slamming Andre at yeah. WrestleMania 3. It's going to be for all for that one moment. It doesn't know to need to go longer in five minutes. Nope. It's all going to be about that one spot. And right. that's fine. On, on, a, on, a, hell, on two nights of WrestleMania, you need those little diversions like that. They're just out there to, you know, be very simple and straightforward. And that's all I'm looking at it as. That's and what's all the alternative? In my mind. I mean, it's not like you're going to get a 45 minute match out of Brock anyway. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it, also, was either, it was either that or him versus like Lashley again or. or yeah, or right. Which, we, which, 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 which we've seen. So there's also right. that. That Hell, it, it, it is a new match. It is yeah. a new match that's never been done before. And. Lord knows, we're, a lot of the people are going to be like, you know, oh my God, Vince is doing this. It's like, people forget, if there's anyone in that company who is not afraid to say no to doing crap he don't want to do, it's Brock Lesnar. Yeah. That man will go home at the drop of a hat. So clearly, he's okay with this. Otherwise, he wouldn't be doing it. Yeah, that no, I agree. Is- um, <laughs> it, it's it, Brock definitely has... Uh, more than enough, uh, you know, reason to go back to his farm and just shoot wild pigs in the face all day long. How many times um, has he done it in the past? You yeah. Know? Um, and 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 we are seeing because I did see the promo with him and uh, MVP, and uh, we are seeing a, a definitely a different Brock, a more subdued, you know, Brock than just him just being a damn human hurricane, uh, terrorizing everything. Um, and and I don't mind that. I, I just think that um, an, an older more character-driven Brock than just the person that is uh, just a murder machine. Um, it's cool. It has, you said it correctly. That's what the match is going to be. It's going to be uh, you know three to four minutes of Brock trying to suplex almost. Michael Cole reminded you that there's a total of 918 pounds mm-hmm. in the ring. Um, <laughs> MVP adding his two cents in there. Uh, and then, of course, building up to the eventual spot where Brock uh, suplexes, uh, uh, German suplexes almost into the next century. I mean, if anything, will the ring break? You know, that's a perfect yeah. match for a ring break spot. Uh, but they I'm may not have expecting something big, something big planned like that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if, if you're expecting, you know, Brock missing the shooting star press like he did in Seattle for a secured angle, no, that's not that Brock anymore. Yeah. Um, you know, he's gonna he's gonna work his match, which coincidentally is a good match for almost. Um, yeah. and they're just gonna beat the tar out of each other and. And then, and then the next thing you know, uh, eight minutes has passed, and we move on. Yeah. It's going to be short. It's going to be sweet. And the uh, other thing I'm looking at it is like this. If, if Vince is in Triple H's ear, Lord knows, that's another thing. Let's keep this in mind. No one has seen him. He is not showing up at the buildings. He's he's not there. There's The, the day he shows up live somewhere, God, the, the, the reports that are going to send everyone into like a damn riot. All right. So the talk is that he's just, you know, he's putting in his two cents. If this placates him and he's happy because he's getting his Brock versus Omos match, that is a very small price to pay of all the damn things he could be meddling with right now. Right. Let the man have his his big man, you know, fantasy match that he likes 
and just leave it alone. It ain't going to hurt nothing. It's fine. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like, unfortunately, uh, the match really should be Big E versus Brock. But unfortunately, that can't happen. And, you know, and I mean, it's, it's for this match. This is this is okay. I think that there is a, a bigger question at hand about the uh, the role of Bray Wyatt in WWE. Um, the fact that Brock you know, actually said no, I'm not doing that. Um, yeah. Whatever whatever it was, he said no, I'm not with it. Uh, but is willing to work with almost. I think that that's a bigger deal. Um, and I think that even though this match, wherever it lands in the car over the uh, two day extravaganza. Uh, the big thing is how uh, the Cody versus Roman thing finishes. What Sammy's uh, relationship with the bloodline? Uh, there's just a, there's just so much many bigger fish to fry than people worrying about. Um, you know, the the legacy of Rock Lesnar being tarnished by Omos. Like this is you know <laughs> like understand that people are upset at the potential ruination of Brock Lesnar's legacy after he turned down Bray Wyatt, right. <laughs> <laughs> like, let, let's be clear about that, you know. So that I think that that's, uh, you know, you grab your pitchforks, but you got to run in the right direction if you're going to be mad about something. Yeah, there there are there are bigger things to be concerned about right Absolutely. now on the road to WrestleMania. This is it is a harmless match. Hell, I bet it goes on early, and Brock's gonna pull one of his deals where he's gonna be back home by midnight. He's gonna have the plane gassed up, waiting for him on the tarmac, and be like, "I'm coming out, do my five minute match, I'm getting in the car, and I'm out of right. here." Yeah, he's just, done it just, before. Absolutely. He has no problem. He has no problem opening WrestleMania. He's done it multiple times. So the money's the still home. The cash is still green at the end of the day. Exactly. Whether he goes on first or he goes on last, that check is still coming. That's all he yep. cares about. Don't be surprised if it opens the show. Would not surprise right. me on either damn night. So, all right, there we go. That is that. We're kind of at a mark here. We could go to break, or we could knock out one more thing real quick. Well, since we're talking about WWE, let's just let's just yeah. get one thing out of the way. Uh, okay, what's going on with Alexa Bliss? Good question, because she has been very like stop start. Uh, hell, she ties into what we were just talking about, right? Uh, Bray Wyatt. How it seemed like she was going to be involved with him, and then uh, that just seems to kind of been forgotten. And right. That might be part of the story that they just don't know what to do with her at the moment. There was a, a tweet that WWE put out because it's the start of Women's History Month. Um, and they had a collage of uh, prominent women currently in WWE. And then, of course, Alexa Bliss is not on that poster. And Bliss retweets, oh, they forgot me too. Uh-huh. So, uh, you know, everything's at work until it's not. And even still, it is. But I wonder if it does lead to, like, a bigger question of... Um, Bliss came back. Now what? And that's, you know, what what do you do with her? And, and more importantly than that, because she's had a hell of a run. Uh, definitely since early NXT, uh, she's definitely in a different place than when she started. Has she has she run at the end of her rope in WWE? Is it time to move on? Right. And, and, and everything she can do. What? It doesn't matter. But what else is there for her to do with WWE? Yeah. Yeah, that that's definitely a uh, I think a theme we'll be talking about tonight with some other folks in the yeah. second half because there's there's definitely people who have been in one place for a while and they've climbed the mountain. Hell, some of them climbed the mountain like Alexa Bliss has done it multiple times, right? Done everything there is to do, and it gets to the point where it's like, well, yeah, okay, you can stay, but you're just kind of going to be redoing the same stuff, maybe with different faces involved. Yeah, but you know, sometimes. 
a new new scenery can make all the difference. I get the feeling with Alexa. I think they had plans for her with Bray Wyatt, and I get the feeling. I don't know if the bottom's completely fallen out on Bray Wyatt, but I think they are very much rethinking what they are doing with him now. I mean, the guy made his big return and they did that match at Royal. That's that's the thing is me. They've only done the one match. And I don't know if they just weren't happy with it. I mean, it was definitely weird. It was definitely, you know, a a, a spectacle. Right. I, I don't... I don't know if they're thinking, well, how do, how do we keep this going? We're painted, we're painted into a corner with him now, and that she's kind of a victim of that. I, I don't know. Maybe you know she's just gonna. This is a year where she'll be sitting out WrestleMania, and then while they hopefully come up with something for afterwards. But I don't know. I, I think it's, I think it's a victim of circumstance. It's a victim of timing right now. Yeah, uh, definitely seems to be. But I wonder if it's kind of like, mm, uh, you know, she's kind of been left out of the mix a lot. Where, and honestly, she's good enough to just be inserted anywhere. Uh, it's not like people don't know her. She doesn't have to be reestablished. She's Alexa Bliss. I don't see why you know Charlotte doesn't have to go through that, or Becky Lynch has to go through that when they had to, when they came back from some a long time away. Um, so just put Carmella didn't have to do that from a long time away. Yeah. Uh, Lacey Very Evans true. didn't have to do that from a long time away. So why all of a sudden with Bliss, it's kind of like, what do we do with her? Like no, yeah. she's done a number of different uh, personas. Um, yes, she may arguably be more famous with Wyatt, but the bottom line is that she's run without him. So just let her go to work. But I don't yeah. know. I mean, Bray, Bray Wyatt seems to be at the center of a lot of uncertainty within WWE. Yeah. How he fits into WrestleMania is going to be a big question, whether he's doing something with Bobby Lashley or if it's another sponsorship match of some sort, like oh, that God. Mountain Dew thing was. I I don't know. I, I just needed his match to be a... sponsored by Raid Shadow Legends just once, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was those rumors of a cinnamon toast crunch match at yes. WrestleMania of some sort, but I don't know how you would fit him in. Well, actually, Firefly Funhouse would fit in the cinnamon toast crunch. It could be a very easy tie in there since they, they do have him doing callbacks to his old crap. I, I don't know. I don't know. All right. Enough of that. Enough of yeah. that. We're going to take our mid-show break. We will be back after this with the Indie Spotlight, and then yep. we're going to get into some AEW questions, including should Kenny Omega possibly go to WWE? Stay with us, folks. Your Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. We'll be back right after this. Are you a fan of all things media? Are you a fan of professional wrestling and sports? Then you need to check out Big Gold Belt Media. We're the ultimate destination for all things entertainment and media with the latest news, interviews, and analysis from the world of the aforementioned entertainment realm. Our team of dedicated journalists and analysts will bring you exclusive content that you're not going to find anywhere else. And we're not just an online destination. We attend live events, conventions, bringing you behind-the-scenes access and exclusive content that you're not going to find anywhere else. Plus, you can show your support for our brand by subscribing to our Patreon, patreon.com slash biggoldbelt. Join the Big Gold Belt media community today and stay ahead of the game. Follow up all our social media platforms at Big Gold Belt for the latest updates and exclusive content. Whether you're a diehard wrestling, sports, nerd culture fan, or just a casual like some people, Big Gold Belt media has everything you're going to need to stay informed and entertained. So what are you waiting for? Check us out today at BigGoldBelt.com. That's BigGoldBelt.com. 
Welcome back, folks. Getting ready now with the second half of the show. And as we do every week here on the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast, we kick off the second half with a quick look at the indies with the Big Gold Belt Podcast Indie Wrestling Spotlight. Yep. And next weekend, it's going to be March 11th at St. Finbar's Catholic Church, 1839 Bath Avenue in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, and that is Warriors of Wrestling. The show is called New Breed. Uh, it's going to happen again. That's next Saturday. Tickets start at $25. Uh, you want to sit in the front row, that's 30. Warriorsofwrestling.com. If you, uh, for further information, uh, tickets may be available at the door. You can definitely get tickets online. Warriors of Wrestling, you can click on the ticket link there. But uh, it's going to be some interesting things. We were talking about Matt Taven. Uh, the Kingdom's <laughs> going to be there. Brandon Cutler's going to be there, which is interesting. I didn't know, you know, he did too many indie appearances, let alone in New York. Um, you know, Gail Cam is supposed to be in the building. Uh, Max the Impaler is going to be in the building. Uh, Darius... Dar- has Darius Carter not signed to a major uh, television deal, but Darius Carter is going to be there. But so it's Warriors of Wrestling next Saturday, March 11th, St. Finbar's Catholic Church in Brooklyn, New York, 1839 Bath Avenue. Uh, doors open at six, bell times at seven. It uh, looks to be a good show. You can get your tickets at warriorsofwrestling.com for the Indie Spotlight this week. Awesomeness, awesomeness. Get out and see some indie wrestling, folks, because shows are happening all over the place. Yeah. Indie wrestling is back, and as we head into the spring, it only picks up. The weather gets better, more people on the road, lots of shows happening. So every week at the halftime here, we always give you a show to check out. So get to it, folks, because the indies are where all kinds of crazy stuff is happening. You'll see the stars of tomorrow. So... As we switch gears here to AEW, another topic that got a lot of conversation this week is uh, our good friend Kenneth Omega doing a lot of interviews, lots of media appearances he's doing right now, promoting different things and just talking about where he stands. And he made some very interesting statements about how he's open to possibly working with WWE. And there's a lot of talk about what his contract status is and where he stands. And he's openly mentioning like, Hey, I'm not, you know, despite being a, a, a EVP here at AEW, I'm now I'm not against the idea. He's openly discussing it, openly mentioning it. So it begs the question, should Kenny Omega possibly go to WWE? And I, I'm just going to start right. Let's start right there with that thoughts on if Kenny Omega should go to WWE. Yeah, here's where I don't care. Uh, I don't. I'm, I'm not like really a fan uh, of Kenny in general. Um, I really think that AEW needs to get younger. Personally, my 2024, uh, my 2025 agenda is that a lot of these 2019 contracts are going to be coming to pass, uh, and I think a lot of these uh, uh, contracts should not be resigned. Um, yes, I know that Kenny and uh, the Bucks are. Jericho, Cody are kind of the glue, uh, the foundation of AEW as a company. I understand that. I get it. Uh, Obviously, as a wrestler, as we were talking about Alexa Bliss, um, there isn't much more for him to do. And his days are certainly numbered as a wrestler. He ain't Japanese. He's not going to be wrestling until he's 95 years old. It's not going to happen. So I think on a personal level, should he go out there and experience his things for the first time while he still can? Yes. Uh, selfishly, I just want his dumb ass off my TV. But realistically, um, there's money to be made if there is a co-branded WWE AEW event. And I'm not talking about you know, the half-ass invasion of Raw and WCW or the other invasion of NXT. And like, No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about 
Kenny Omega showing up at SummerSlam. I'm mm-hmm. talking about Kenny Omega being in London and money and money in the bank. Uh, you know, I'm you know, that is something that would be unprecedented. And especially in this stage of the internet, and you know, people outsmarting themselves, it's uh, pretty hard to surprise surprise the fans anymore. Um, because a lot of people make their money off of spoiling everything for everybody. So uh, the simple truth is that there would be so, a surprise there in the same way that it was surprised when they showed up in Impact for no reason. Um, you know, so there was, and that worked out as well as it could have worked out. Uh, yeah, I, I would like to see it happen selfishly because I just want him off of my TV. And I think that everybody over 37, uh, they're, your days are numbered if I have my way. Because we got to get some new guys in there. We got to get some new young talent. AEW needs to get younger, and they need to get younger now. Yeah, uh, we have talked a lot about uh, the AEW founding fathers. Lord, yeah. Lord knows it was this time last year when Cody made the jump. And we didn't know yeah. he was definitely there yet, but it was February that we heard the rumblings and we were waiting to see will it happen? Will it happen? And then it happened. So here we are a year later. The idea that those none of those EVPs, whatever, well, it's happened. The door has been opened. It has happened. So the precedent is there that someone of that stature can make the jump. And hell, as we sit here five weeks out from WrestleMania, he is the WrestleMania main eventer this year. So it has also been shown that if you make that jump, that there is very high potential to be taken seriously over there and inserted into the big picture and be a big star there. They're not going to hold against you that you're an AEW guy might be a little different in Kenny's case being he, uh, it wasn't a prior name there like Cody, but I get the feeling that WWE is very much in the, in the, in the mode right now that if any of those big guys make the jump, they are going to want to make it enticing for more guys to make the jump. If they are so interested, they're not going to want to bring people over and just squash them out. And what would be the point anyway? Cause the money it would take to get them to begin with, you know, right. you want a return on that investment. So well, it yeah. make business sense to bring someone over and just squash them out for no reason. And and also he would have to go in a very particular way because he's mm-hmm. not going over there for a program with Eli Drake. He's not going right. over there to, to hang out with uh, Punishment Martinez or whatever they're calling him now. You know, he's not going to, yeah, he's not going to feud with Judgment Day for six weeks. Yeah. You know, he needs to be inserted into a very strategic place at the top of the ladder um, because that's, you know, that's honestly what he deserves. With that said, though, you know, I don't know if he goes there because he left AEW or he goes there as an excursion from AEW. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe there is something where it's like, you know, he calls out Seth Rollins on Dynamite. People lose their <laughs> damn minds whenever somebody <laughs> mentions another company as if wrestlers don't know other wrestlers. Right. It's not as 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 um, as separated as you think. So. Yeah, I would like to see it happen. I mean, just, just because it's something new and then we could use something new. Um, but I also think that, you know, there's definitely money to be made there. Um, but then again, Vince is back. So I don't know how long yeah. that's going to, you know, that's that may be a non-starter because he needs right, hands yeah. on everything. He doesn't just need to have it. He needs to own it. Yeah, that's a whole other factor. Yeah, right. who, who knows? I look at it like this. He's, as you mentioned, he has done everything there is to do in AEW. Hell, he, he's in darn trios, essentially, now, because he's done tag teams. He's done the world title. He's done the ch- guy holding all the belts. He's done the guy going to all the different companies. Right. He's tore through everything there. 
he's done the same thing in New Japan. He's, you know, he he has been a big name uh, for the hyper work rate crowd for years now. There's pretty much one place he hasn't been in a top level spot, and that's WWE. It's the unconquered land that he hasn't gone to. It's the one place that has. Yeah, there's a lot of people he worked with that have been to other places, but there are definitely some names there that he has never worked. So sure. there's some there's unique there's unique matchups. Yeah. There's almost there is, is right there, man. <laughs> hey, oh gotta slay a giant to face the other giants. Between, well, here's the question though. So let's let's say the Kenny and the Bucks do go. Let's say all of them go. Could they work a WWE match? Now we've seen the departure, you know, from uh, from New Japan, and they came to AEW, and that style is very similar. He went to Impact, and that style is very similar. He went to AAA, right. and that style is very similar. WWE is its own ecosystem; mm-hmm. it's its own culture. It's literally it's its own universe. They weren't lying about that. So the question then becomes: Is if Kitty works a WWE match, what does that say? Because that is not the same thing. And and right. and, and, and for a perfect example of that is that peak WWE right now is Roman Reigns versus Sami Zayn uh, at, at Elimination Chamber. Right. That, that's that's top of the tops right now in WWE. Yeah. And we know good and damn well that Sami Zayn is a better wrestler than what he showed in that match. Right. However, it was the perfect WWE match. Right. I'm not WWE saying that Kenny can't physically do and... it, but right. I'm just saying that what is how does that what does that do for his legacy to adjust to that style, which is so radically different than what he's built his, uh, his legacy on. Yeah. You just said the high work rate crowd will be appeased. And now he's going to WWE, which is more methodical and more storytelling uh, driven. Right. Slow. I don't know how he looks more in this dramatic. Yeah. I, right. if anything, it would may I would think initially it would probably be easier on his body just because it wouldn't be a, so much of a, hyper you know move 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 and you know super high impact stuff where it's like okay we slow it down you still do a couple of big spots but you're not doing 12 of them you maybe do four you know yeah i mean it's the roman reigns method you know five moves i give you you three strikes two slams and we're done right yeah you, you slow it down, you work the crowd, you, you know, you do all that. It's, it's a different style. And hey, at his age, with, with the injuries had in the past couple of years, it makes a lot of sense in a lot of respect to be like, hey, d- do a less taxing style that isn't so damn based on athletics. And maybe you get a lot more mileage out of that. Um, now, you mentioned if the Bucks went too, that's a God, that's a whole different factor. I will say this when I thought of that recently, that, that was brought up to me recently. The biggest thing that jumped out at me was this. A lot of people were like, well, you can't have you can't have all elite wrestling without the elite. And immediately I was like, yeah, honestly, yeah. to me, to me, all elite wrestling without the elite in it is a hell of a lot more compelling of an idea than that all elite wrestling with them there. Taking well, them out of the picture would be fascinating to see. I think they're on the wrong side of 35 anyway. So that reality is going to come to pass, let's just say conservatively, God willing, in the next 10 years. Even Mm -hmm. still, that's still 10 years. Um, And it's going to be, I think it's going to be less than that. Uh, Because they've been, you know, it just is what it is. So 
the bottom line is is that that's why this com- question about Kenny going to WWE is is kind of interesting is because we know and we hear the elephant in the room and he's holding a big ass clock. TikTok, what do you want to do? And that's you know, and if he wants to make a move, it's it's kind of it's not now or never, but it's soon or never. You're not getting any younger. Definitely not. Not getting any younger, and he's held it like we. It's been very public the last couple of years. The injuries have been there. He's been in. Yeah. He's been out. He's been you know. It's not like he's going you know and just you know perfectly fine. Man's been coming out there wrapped up in tape and and all kinds of surgeries and yeah. so the 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 miles and the bumps are catching up. Right, <laughs> and they right. always do. So that road doesn't get easier. So who knows? It'll but, be, but, it'll be but, interesting but, to but see. Comparatively, and I don't mean this as disparaging to WWE, but I just think it's a simpler product. That would be like sending Gordon Ramsay to work at a Chick Fil A. You know, mm-hmm. yes, he can cook. We're not saying that he can't, and he'll going to make you the best damn chicken sandwich that he can make. But we know from what he's done before that is that he's so much bigger than that. But for his style to be compartmentalized into a chicken sandwich doesn't mean that it won't be good. It just means that it's just going to be simple. And if you if you heard so much fluff about this guy and the only thing that he can give you is a chicken sandwich, though it is good, it's kind of underwhelming. And that's kind of how I see it. If Kenny, the Bucks, um, you know, or somebody to that effect goes to WWE, a high profile person of that effect goes, you know, goes to WWE. Um, the reason why Danielson was able to transition out of WWE is because he went back to his roots. He yeah. went back to the ring of already done it. days. Yeah. Yeah. We haven't seen somebody work that started high and then transitioned down. Uh, that would be interesting. And it would be interesting to see where that, where he goes and what that means for his legacy. So, I don't know, but we need to we need to move on because we got the oh, yes. things. Let's definitely move on and hell, let's get to this one because it's this weekend, and Lord knows it's gonna be the show of the weekend that people are talking about. AEW Revolution does it have our attention? I know last week we were all very just like eh about it. Well, dynamite happened. Here we are. Rampage is left, and I don't expect Rampage to add too much to it. Right. And I'll just throw it out here real darn quick. I am still pretty much where I was last week. I'm just like Eh, I just don't have a lot of excitement. There might be a couple matches here and there I might check out. But the biggest thing to me, a main event of an Iron Man match, don't do crap for me, regardless of who is in it. I don't want to see an hour-long match. And especially on a Sunday night, and knowing Tony Khan, that will probably go into the ring after 11 p.m. Eastern. And that just, no. Yeah. The tag titles I'm kind of interested about. Because Jeff Jarrett's been doing a lot of damn interesting work there and having the stuff. best years of his life yeah so i'm kind of interested in that jeff jarrett uh and jay lethal team in the tag title match but that main event is just it leaves a bad taste in my mouth and it hasn't even happened yet all right get in here yeah i mean i i i, I agree on a different level um uh because it is sunday night and not saturday night um if this match doesn't start by 9 45 10 o'clock 10 30 at the latest yeah. Then it doesn't matter. Um, as far as it being an Iron Man match, ah, that's that's fine. I don't I don't mind it. Um, I believe that, that Freeman can work the hour. Um, I obviously I, I'm convinced that Danielson can work the hour. Um oh, yeah, no worries about him. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but it's it's just more to the point of 
do I want to be up to midnight on a Sunday on a Sunday for that mm-hmm. culmination? No, no, I don't. If it were Saturday, that'd be a little bit different. But on a Sunday, no, I definitely do not. So that's also out. Um, there's only eight matches on the card so far, and no mention of the pre-show, uh, which is interesting. Um, but everything else is kind of meh. Um, uh, there's no Ring of Honor implications on this card either, which is also pretty interesting. Uh, yes, we do realize the Supercard is coming up in a month, um, but you know they have Samoa Joe there, and he's the Ring of Honor champion, uh, television champion, as well as the TNT champion, but he's only defending the TNT title. So no Ring of Honor implications whatsoever. Um, uh, you know, And no other match really does it for me. Um, the, the triple threat women's match seems interesting, but um, that's more out of spite because I think Soraya should win just to piss the marks off. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, and, and the four-way tag match could be interesting. I wish it were an elimination match instead of uh, just a four-way tag. Um, but but realistically, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, this is – I don't want to say it's a weak card. It's just not a compelling one. Um, and it's – you know, uh, I don't know. The AEW is in a, in, a, in a weird flux. They're in flux right now. And I think that they, hopefully the fallout of, the, of this is better than the uh, match itself. But if that, you know, and that's, that's also a thing too. There's eight matches on the card. They need to get through seven of them. And the show starts at eight. They need to get through seven high profile pay-per-view mm-hmm. matches with the intros and the, and, the, and the preview packages that go with it. In two hours and 30-ish minutes. I can't because see if, Tony being able to do it. Exactly. It ain't, you know, so, it's not his way. It's not his way. So, you know, two and a half hours, that means we're looking at segments, if they're all distributed evenly, of what, maybe 15 minutes apiece? Yeah, I, I can't For see For a pay-per-view it. match? I, I mean, I don't, I don't... And obviously, now you're looking at it that way, of the seven matches, who gets short on time? And and a, and a lot of these things have a long match stipulations. Uh, Texas Death Match, uh, mm-hmm. that's a long match. Uh, a No Holds Barred match, that's usually a long match. The four weight uh, elimination tag is usually a long match. Um, the only singles match, well, it's two singles matches. Um, the Jericho versus Starks. You know Jericho needs his time, and the and the TNT Championship. And if that match doesn't go ten minutes, then that makes the Warlord look like a chump because I don't think he's going to win it. Um, so a lot of these matches need time to breathe and to percolate in order to get to the Iron Man match within a reasonable hour because that match is 60 minutes plus whatever promo time they have before and after the thing. If they don't get to it by 1030, 1045, it's not going to end till midnight. I, I have this damn feeling it's going to be like 1115, 1130. When that's that insane. Ring. Yeah, and that's I'm like, I, I, we we've we know tony's track record we've seen it there's been an ongoing theme of these shows that they're just so long and there's so much in them and it's like man if there was like maybe two less matches on the show i'd be like okay he can probably get that done in time but like you said there's some steps in there that really require time right right they require a lot of time a lot of building I just can't see this match. I can't see them getting all seven matches done uh, within a reasonable time to get the main event, the hour that and change that it needs to go on, <clears throat> to go on. So 
I don't know. I don't know. It's going to be a long night for those to stay up. Unless you're out west, and it ends at like six o'clock or whatever. You know. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. If you're in a different time zone, no worries at all. Yeah, if you're going us to the East Coast, us yeah. East Coast folks though are the ones losing out. <laughs> right, but in the real world, yeah, yes, crazy. It is what it is. All right, with the time we got left, what you want to get into? You mentioned stuff about. Let's talk about jazz because that's a name is never like you know does not come up too often anymore. Yeah, yeah. So let, let's do that. Let's just make it real quick. Um, jazz, uh, you said on uh, Busted Open Radio, I believe, that she would like to be in the WWE Hall of Fame. And the simple question is, is well, should she? Uh, I, I'll just say real quick. The answer is a resounding yes. Uh, for all of her work on ECW alone, um, yeah, absolutely. And Jazz added that uh, she would love to be inducted by Tommy Dreamer or, or Heyman, especially considering that WrestleMania 40 is going to be in Philly. Makes sense. Give it to her. That's right. I didn't even think of that. So she's thinking ahead to next year. She's not talking yeah. this year's. She's talking so next year for 2024. Very interesting. Absolutely. I, I have zero problem with it. I My thinking on the WWE Hall of Fame is very simple because it's already been established if they want to put someone in, then they meet the criteria because there is no criteria. Anyone can go in there and they have enough ways that they can like make it seem like, you know, a, a viable, legit induction. All of her, her work in ECW alone. It, it, it's easy, 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 easy. And I didn't even think of next year with Philadelphia, even simpler. You do it as like a local Philadelphia thing tied into ECW and the legacy of ECW. Yeah. Easy slam dunk. Do it. Absolutely do it and do it next year. That's the perfect time to do it. It doesn't need to. That's the one thing actually I've been wondering since we're on this topic real quick. It has been very uh, conspicuous that not one person has been announced for the Hall of Fame so far. And we're here in March. They're keeping the Hall of Fame very quiet for some reason and making no mention of it. Whereas usually back by the rumble, they'd at least announce the big name. And we'd be getting the smaller names by now, but they have said nothing about the Hall of Fame. I'm kind of wondering what's going on with that. But yeah, um, I mean, it's it's just surprisingly quiet. I don't know. It has not been like this previously, and I don't have any dirt as to why or heard anything even as to why. But yes, Jazz, absolutely, put her in the Hall of Fame, but do it next year in Philadelphia as an ECW tie-in. That that seems perfect to me. And I guess there was someone else we were talking about. It's talking about the, winding the career down. That's yeah. uh, looking to finish up here. Who else are we getting into here? Uh, well, let's talk about Goldberg because uh, you know he says that he deserves a retirement match uh, since he technically has fulfilled his contract. Is not really looking to do for him to do anything else. Uh, would you want to see one final? Please, Jesus, let it be the last match. Match <laughs> from Goldberg. Undertaker got it. But never say never, but he got it. Does Goldberg get that treatment too? I don't have a problem with the idea. Now, what we just talked about with Jazz, it makes me immediately think, to, okay, if Goldberg was going to go out and do one last match, the big thing that jumps out to me is like, well, some kind of like WCW tie-in to kind of bring things full circle. And I'm just like, I'm blanking on who would even be possible to do a WCW tie-in. Because, of course... Right. Sting, of course, is with AEW. As far as like someone that's still somewhat remotely active, I'm trying to think who, how would Goldberg go out there? Because Lord knows Hogan can't do nothing. Hogan can't even barely walk, so he can't. He can't take up Hogan for like one last jackhammer or spear. God, what? How could Goldberg do a last match that would have like a 
I mean, Triple H can't. I just do hope nothing. it's that Austin Theory or somebody like that. Yeah, no, that'd be dumb. That'd right. be dumb. And, and he needs to be like someone, one of his contemporaries, someone he has a past with. But I can't think of like anyone that's like, God, there's got to be someone we're forgetting. But so many of those guys now are either they've already hung it up or they're in a position where they just wouldn't be able to do what Goldberg. Well, I guess, you know what? There is Brock. There is Brock. And Brock and him do have history. But eh, I'm not, I don't feel that is, it has to be Brock putting him down. And I don't really feel right for Goldberg either. <laughs> and and we've seen that before. So I'm not sure if we need that again. I don't know who his opponent would be, to be honest with you. And and I'm not even sure when they would, when they would do it, um, you know, where they would do it. Because I don't think that's a WrestleMania match. Um, I don't think Goldberg's run in WWE has been spectacular enough to have it happen there. And I can't think of anybody in WCW with the capacity to do it. Maybe Dallas Page, but uh, I don't know if he can physically do it. Um, Obviously not Sting, because Sting is about to hang it up. Like, you know, everybody else is either, you know, dead or impaired. So it's like, I don't know. That's the thing I remember. It's like, it's been 20 years. 20 plus years at this point because hell it's 2001. If it, it ain't that hard, I don't want it. Yeah, God. <laughs> It'd be fun, but I can't think of the opponent. That's the problem. I can't think of the right opponent that feels right. And that might be a big hindrance to that happening. Yeah, All right. Half of it. Any other last thoughts before we wrap it up? We're almost to our hour, but we have a good couple minutes here. Uh, we, we do. Um, yeah, so the, the big thing is, of course, Revolutions this weekend. Um, if you are planning to um, go with it on pay-per-view, you can. But I think that a lot of things that, that people don't talk about is the fact that Revolutions play playing at a movie theater. So if That's you right. were to, yeah, so if you want to see it, uh, you can look on Fandango um, at, in your zip code and go see it at a local theater. Tickets are usually around $25, which is already half the price of what the pay-per-view would have been. So if it works out for you, um, you know, <laughs> sneak your juju bees into the theater and uh, see it with a bunch of marks, and that could be fine. It's also playing a Dave and Buster's, if that's a thing for you, if you want a little bit more of a livelier crowd. But, um, you know, so much of it is uh, incumbent of seeing it with the right people. Yeah, sure, you can have the thing at home, but considering that the Iron Man match, and this is something we didn't think about, what if the Iron Man match opens the show? Uh, they give us a swerve and a well yeah. brian did an interview today i saw with sports illustrated where he was specifically talking about it closing the show and having to follow the texas death match and and all that stuff and how they were going to go they would be going from blood and violence to just wrestling and now he was excited about that challenge but i guess you know who, things can always change cards yeah. subject to change just because he said it today doesn't mean it's etched in stone yeah because realistically um, the you know the the Texas Death Match is arguably at least to AW's mind uh, a just as big of a feud or a, a blow off than the World Championship. Um, and since it, that match is an hour, at least you know you got that out of the way. You don't have to rush to meet that 10, 45, 11 o'clock mark. You can play it by ear. And then go the rest of the way so that everybody has that, that we we've gotten the elephant out of the room already. So mm-hmm. um, I, I wouldn't mind if that match went first and we just got it out of the way 
Uh, we would because that match doesn't have any other stipulations relevant to anything else in the card or going forward. If Freeman wins, he's the champion. If right. Danielson wins, he's the champion. Uh, nothing else hinges on that match, so it doesn't have to main event. So yeah, on, honestly, if if it was me, I'd either put it on first or I'd do like WWE used to do back in the day. And if they were gonna have like a heel win the world title, or if there was gonna be like a if there was gonna be like you know a non like good ending to the show they would put it on in the middle before like the halfway point purposely with the idea that they'd send the fans home happy with something yeah. else at the end if they were gonna like crown like a heel champion in the yeah unless the there's show. a post-match segment like cm punk coming back or something like that yeah i don't you know obviously you want to save that to the end but but assuming that that's not the case and i can't imagine that being the case um i i wouldn't mind it opening and having something else be the main event. Now, they already did the ladder match uh, to determine, but that was for the TNT title, not the world title, which I thought was weird this time. So I wouldn't mind an opening. And then, you know, you could have um, Adam Page and Moxley, um, you know, pillow fight for the, uh, for the, uh, for their match, which for, isn't for the, for, the, for the post 11 o'clock late Sunday night match, at least have it be something like violent and bloody. And like, yeah, yeah. Put the, yeah you, actually, some, that some makes total sense. something where you can have all the extra bells and whistles when people are starting to fade. Right. <laughs> to, to me, that makes more sense as far as flowing of a show, especially on a Sunday night. Right. Yeah. All right, I folks. Think, yeah. Once Thursday again, we solve the world's problems. There you go. And we'll see what they do on Sunday. So yep. who knows? All right, folks, every Thursday night, 8 p.m., it's your Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast, streaming live on YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, all kinds of different platforms. And then on Friday morning, the podcast version drops everywhere you get your podcasts at. So audio, video, we have you covered both ways. You can check out everything Big Gold Belt at Big Gold Belt on all the social media platforms and at BigGoldBelt.com. Like we said, Thursday nights, we like seeing you here, folks. And well, I guess next week we'll be talking about what exactly went down at Revolution. We'll still be on the road to WrestleMania. And heck, by that point, we'll have had the first face-to-face meeting between Cody Rhodes and the Tribal Chief, which I am very yeah. curious to see. So lots of interesting things happening, folks. Thursday nights, 8 p.m. We are here. So thanks for joining us. And we will check you all out next Thursday night, folks. Stay safe, watch some wrestling, and we will talk to you later.